What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for listening. I wanted to put this in the top of the show. Make sure you subscribe on Patreon, patreon.com slash Brennan Tassif. Check out the merch store at brennantcomedy.com to get your ex-drinking buddy merch. Subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. As always, we're coming to you live from Gotham Production Studios, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Grab me a beer and grab me a coat. We about to sit for an hour bullshit and tell jokes. And please don't mix it up, cause he done sobered up. Brandon T. Comedy on your social media feeds. And Brandon Tassib is your ex drinking buddy. Brandon Tassib is your ex drinking buddy. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Brennan Tassif is your ex drinking buddy. I'm your host, Brennan Tassif. If you're new to the program, quick rundown of the show. I used to be everyone's favorite drinking buddy. It's my favorite thing to do, hang out with friends, get drunk, do drugs, get in all sorts of trouble, and then reminisce about those crazy stories. I am sober now, but it is still one of my favorite things to do, hang out with someone and reminisce about the good old days. Most weeks I will be joined by a guest. This week is no exception. All the way from New York City, Natalie Cuomo. I love it. I love it. What a good intro. Thank you. What's up? Wow, that was so fun. Hi, Brennan. <laughs> I'm excited for you to be here. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. I appreciate you coming on. Thanks for having me. I'm so intrigued by your plaque. Can you read it to yes, me, please? Yes, absolutely. Jacksonville Comedy yes. Podcast, podcast of, the of the Year. Jesus. You guys know I'm on the podcast of the year right now? Fuck. For Jacksonville. Yeah. My friend got that made at a trophy shop before I left. I love that. Marcus Crespo, huge shout out. Um Plug everything up front. You got a whole lot going on. You're on tour right now. I'm on tour. I uh, Yeah, all those dates are on my website, nataliecuomo.com slash shows. You can follow me on Instagram at nataliecuomo underscore at nataliecuomo and everything else. Watch me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash nataliecuomo. Watch my podcast, help with nataliecuomo, youtube.com. I've got a special coming out. You'll find that, you know, on my socials. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Beautiful. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Of course. Now, you are very well known, obviously, out there. Thank People you. know you. Thank you. Uh, but for my listeners, I wanted to kind of talk about, before we get into some of the stories, I wanted to kind of talk about how you got into comedy, how you ended up in the city, everything like that. You're not ori- you're originally from Jersey, correct? I'm from Queens. Queens? New York. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So how did you, have you always had a passion for stand-up or how did you kind of fall into, get into comedy? Um, I always loved acting. That yeah. was like my dream and my passion. And uh, did you do a lot of that growing up in Queens? I did. Like as a kid, yeah, I was a big musical theater kid, yeah. big into acting. And then I uh, went to acting conservatory. And then I just went to an open mic one day. And then I went every day afterwards. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So did you um, like what prompted you to go to the open mic? Um, I only ask this because while I normally have a lot of comics on the show, it is to the majority of normal people. It is a weird thing to be like, yeah, let me just go on stage and tell some jokes. Totally. It's something I've been think- I had been thinking about for a while before and I had been kind of feeling negatively about acting and I felt kind of uninspired and I felt uh, there was uh, – I guess the short version of the story would be – I. I went to like this movie screening and I felt like uh, there's no reason that I shouldn't be trying to do this. Mm -hmm. So my version of like revisiting my dreams was going to an open mic. Okay. That's awesome. How did it go? The first one. It was terrible. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. There's some people who come on and go, yeah, I brought all my friends. It was awesome. And I go, "Ah, 
I mean, that's cheating. I think it's it's weird because I wouldn't want anyone I knew there. Yeah. <laughs> For the first one, it's just so strange. <laughs> Why? Do you remember any? Do you like remember any of the jokes that you did? I do. Well, what happened was I was going to go do it at New York Comedy Club. It was canceled. So they're like, go to Greenwich. That was canceled. So then me and a bunch of other comics walked to Karma Lounge. So it was the third one that day that I had attempted to go to. Okay. I was like, I'm either really meant to do this or really meant to not do this. <laughs> so. That's a good way to think about it because mm-hmm. you just kept pushing through. Mm-hmm. I did. My first mic was in 2009 and I was wasted. And really? Yeah. I remember some of the material, but it was like, this is, this is now thinking back on it, disgusting. Probably oh, yeah? the worst. Yeah. Cause I was okay. trying to play into this whole, cause it's not me, but I was trying to play into this whole like former athlete, frat guy kind of like oh, persona, which is not me at all um, in the grand scheme of things, but it was, it was bad. But I digress. So, huh. Wait. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> what? Nothing. I, I love it. I love it. Um, I wanted to ask you about coming up in Queens. How long did you live in Queens before you moved out? Um, I guess until college. Okay. Where did yeah. you go to college? I went to Bard College okay. in upstate New York. That's interesting. You're not the first person on this podcast who went there. Who else went there? Can't remember, but I remember here in the college. Who? Who? I'm trying to think now. I'll look into a it. A comic? I, yeah. I think it was- Who's a guy? It was a comic that I had on. I can't. It was probably a guy. Elliot I'm, Thompson. He went there. No, He's a New York comic. I didn't have him on. Yeah. Daph- Daphne. No, she went there. All right, I'm out. Maybe. <laughs> so Bard College. Okay. Is that what you went to college for acting? No. So like I went to college and I was like I went in with a year of credits. So basically I had to pick my major in the first year. It was either going to be in the first semester. It's either going to be acting or environmental and urban studies. Okay. I had to pick in the first semester. So I took one acting class and one environmental and urban studies class. And, you know, unfortunately I went for the environmental and urban studies. So that's what you say. Yes, I did. Okay, perfect. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) let's talk about, let's talk about Natalie. Yeah. Let's get into some of the stuff that you, you sent me. I do appreciate you sending me the list. You asked me for a list. I did. And you sent it. And I I appreciate it. Does everyone send the list? No. Who? You'd be shocked. No, I How wouldn't. many people come on here and they go, no, it's in my head. And I go, that's not. They, what... You want a list. Yeah, that's not what we're it's doing It's not here. much to ask for. Yeah. Tell them. He asked for a list. He says, I'd like a list. Tell, you tell them. I'd like them. a list of some stories that you're going to discuss. And I want the list now. Well, I said well, at your earliest convenience. But when did you, um, were you a big partier in high school and everything? I was a very big partier in high school. When did you start drinking? Like what age? <sighs> I think I started like end of eighth grade, beginning of ninth grade. I started okay. partying a bit. Yeah. So what? Not in the cool kids way. That's where I was going. What, what kind of led cool. to it? What led to it? Like well, how did you? My dad's a big collector of spirits. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone's ever put that ever? (laughs) You're giving me a look like I'm laughing too hard, but that was the funniest. No, I like to make people laugh. That was the funniest way anyone's ever put that. So a collector of spirits. He is, yeah. (laughs) 
So I guess I would, you know, take the wa- uh, water bottle and put a little of each spirit in. Ooh, so you'd mix them. And then I'd bring it to school and I'd say, look what I've got. All right. Yeah. So you were, that was your first iteration into drinking. It wasn't like at a house party. It wasn't like. And we'd drink it in friends. class. Yeah. You yeah. would just sip on it all day long. That, that was the beginning. Okay. Then we'd go to get like four locos at bodegas and stuff. The original. The 40s or whatever. Yeah. But there's never like cool parties or stuff necessarily. They're just like house hangs. Okay. Or whatever. So you were, is it safe to say that you weren't like hanging out with like all the jocks and the cheerleaders and all those There were no people? jocks. There were no cheerleaders. Like okay. I went to a very weird high school. Did you? Yeah. Okay. So the first year of my high school was at this one, it was at one, it was in Elmhurst, Queens. So there was like, it was one floor of a building, but we moved to uh, another building for the second year of the high school. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's we, uh, interesting. Yeah, we actually got um, gentrified. Did you? That name, no, but uh, oh. we got pushed out. Um, wasn't how you would say gentrified no. in the sentence. How would you have said it? Neighborhood got gentrified the and neighborhood we got pushed got you, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but we did get... We were... No, we got evicted. Yeah. We got evicted. I'm so stupid. Anyway... We got evicted. We had to move to another building for the next three years of high school. Okay. So was it – it sounds like it was a pretty small high school. It's a small high school. There was no gym class the first year. I had to take Afro-Caribbean dance class. One more time. There was no gym class the first year. I had to take Afro-Caribbean dance class for gym. Afro-Caribbean no dance class. No sports teams. Okay. Oh, wow. So it was like a tiny high school. Mm-hmm. How many people were in your graduating class? 150. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. 529 was in mine. That's yeah. a big difference. So there was no fun to be had. There was no excitement to be had. There was no happiness. There was no cheerleading. <laughs> there were no sports stadiums. There were no colors. You guys didn't have like a mascot at least? <laughs> if you wanted to join a sports team, you're welcome to audition for the teams of one of the schools downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> you're bringing it today. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, that's hilarious. So. <laughs> I got a B minus in Afro-Caribbean dance class. Did you? I did. How'd you get a B minus? I wasn't, she did not like me. Wasn't good. I was no good. Are you, can you, are you a dancer? Can you dance? Tap dance. <laughs> you can? I can tap dance. Like you can legit tap dance? I can time step, third time step, shuffle up to Buffalo. What's up? Yeah. Was this all learned at the uh, conservatory? No, I took tap dancing well into ninth grade. Did you? I did. Okay. So what else did you take any other? So you did theater <laughs> as, a, as a child. I did. And then you did tap. What musicals were you in? Oh, I was Ado Annie in Oklahoma. No, really? I was Pippin and Pippin. Get out of here. You're I, the lead. I know. Thank you. You're, you are the person. I know. I was T-Moon and Once on this Island. Thank you. Really? Yes. Thank you. That's actually, no, I'm being dead serious. That's actually really cool. I know. So, God. <clears throat> so, what <laughs> What uh, prompted you, well, like, once once you guys started drinking at school and stuff, like, what, did you just keep it going or 
like were you just we go to the park afterwards okay yeah like take me through yeah take me through what would happen elmhurst or long island city like so elmhurst was ninth grade and then long island city was like 10th 11th 12th okay so let's talk about elmhurst first when Mm -hmm. you first started going were you scared were you nervous getting drunk at school or did you just not care oh elmhurst it was mostly that was mostly after school for sure okay because ninth grade was a little more like meek you know yeah yeah so then what happened when did it change when did you become less meek when it came to drinking at school. Long Island City, for sure. You were just like, fuck this, we're drinking in, in class, 7.30 a.m. I mean, you get a bagel from the car in yeah. front. And... Just get it going? Well, the thing is, like, say you had second period free. Yeah. Oh, you guys had free periods? We had free periods. It was just like a shit show, I, I feel. It was the first... We were the first graduating class of the school. Okay. It, it was ridiculous. Yeah, that sounds good. I don't know why this happened. So then by the time you're a senior, are you guys are just living it up? I had a friend who did Oxy out of a light bulb in the library. Okay, we're going to talk about this story. So I really Tell was this just, story. And- he just like tried to freebase Oxy out of a light bulb in the library. So how did this happen? Was he a big Oxy guy or? Just experimenting. Okay. And just then like, how would you try to freebase it out of a light bulb? He just like put it, just light the bottom of the, I don't know what he was Did he doing. grind it up? Yeah. Okay. And then, God, this was an interesting high school, it sounds like. It was. I'm actually right. I thought of some material about it when we were driving. Okay. Dan was like, this is the stuff you have to write about because our high school reunion was so ridiculous. Oh, can we talk about that? Yeah. If you don't mind. I don't want to burn any of your material, but no, let's. No, I mean, it's fine. Yeah. Nobody listens to me anyway. No, they do. Let's talk about your. So you just had your five-year high school reunion? Well, no. What I wanted to write about was the. <laughs> See what I did there? We had a one-year high school reunion. Okay. Which is very clingy. You did? Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. I was. Did you have a one-year high school reunion? Not at all. I was because I was like, "There's, I don't think you. There's no way you've had a ten-year high school reunion." Well, yeah, it has been. T- I graduated in 2012. So oh, did you? Okay, we would have had a ten-year. So I don't it know what happened. Just now. I think everyone's just dead. Yeah, splattered. <laughs> so what? How does this happen? How do you guys go? Who sends the email? Who sends out the DM of a one-year high school reunion? I don't know. It was through a Facebook group. Okay. So you guys are all f- close enough Not where anymore. you're on Facebook. Oh. Yeah. So did you go? Yeah. Was everyone there? Not everyone. <laughs> was the guy who tried to freebase Oxy there? Oh, yeah. He was. He was there? Of course. That's. Someone's going to comment on this like, that's not how you freebase Oxy. This girl's fucking stupid. Hey, no one will. Watch it. There's so many people who listen to this who have tried to freebase Oxy. And that's what they're going to say. They don't know. So you I, can freebase anything if you heat it up enough. Have you? I've never freebased anything. Yeah. I have smoked crack before. How was it? It's good. So what was your favorite like thing? My favorite thing was alcohol. It always has been. Really? Yeah. My thing with alcohol is that I've always gotten very sick immediately. Okay. Like I would just get very sick. Would, did that start when you were drinking like after school and stuff? So I think like the most – the worst story would be like 11th grade. Yeah. I had a four loco to myself in the morning. Oof. And – That's good though. It's an energy drink. You get well, energy. it did have the energy at that point. But I got very sick at my friend's house and I still had to go to chemistry class. And But I was just throwing up at my friend's house in the bathroom and I kept saying like I still have to go to chemistry. I still have to go to chemistry. <laughs> 
I was like, no, I have to go to chemistry. And it was humiliating. Obviously, I didn't go to chemistry class. You didn't go? No, but my friends made fun of me for so long. Did they really? They were guys, but they always were making fun of me for the way I got sick that day. And so after that, I was like, I can't get sick in front of people. And every time I felt myself getting sick from alcohol, I'd be like, I need to go. You would just leave? I would just leave. God, that was that impactful on you. It was so humiliating. So there were so many times where I was like, I'm going to be sick and I would just leave. And then I'd have to call my mom because I'd be like alone on a subway platform, just like puking my brains out and be like, mom, I'm sick. And she'd just come. That's, God, that's shitty because anytime <laughs> anyone's ever got, well, no, I say that because anytime, like I have a bit about it, like my mom coming to visit me at college and like drinking so much that she got sick. And it's like, I, my first thought is never like, oh, we're going to razz this person. It's like, we need to take care of this person. Well, I guess there's enough ball busting the next day and stuff like that. Yeah. But that changed you. That changed who you were as a person. I won't get sick in front of people because it's humiliating. Oh, see, we have opposite ideas. It's really, really embarrassing. I never thought about it like that. Now I'm going to definitely, because I, with my anxiety the way it is, I throw up at like the drop of a hat. You do? Yeah. Like bad. Like after drinking? Like after not drinking? Well, so yeah, even now to this day, almost five years sober, I'll still, like if something comes up and I start to panic, I'll just vomit. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. And I do it in front of Savannah. Like she'll, she can oh, tell. Nice. Savannah will just look at me. And she goes, "You gotta go to the bathroom." I'm like, "Yeah." Aww. But so that's what I'm saying. Is like I never found it in ba- like I mean, obviously at a party it's kind of weird. That's a different type of vomit though. If you just have to vomit, that's fine. But if it's like projectile vomiting, you're like so sick. And yeah, it's you're a- like stumbling around and stuff. If you just can't control your vomit, it's like every eight minutes, that's a different type of vomit. I so when I used to drink, this is a big thing in my family. So there were people of different schools of thought there were the people where they would party and they would drink and then once they threw up it was over they were done for the oh, night never they'd go home. oh yeah, yeah yeah i could never get back up and keep hanging then there were the people like my family where you threw up and then you're like man i feel so much better now yeah. let's go can you do that <laughs> yeah that's i what can't I used do to that do. i can't do that yeah we used to puke and rally it's a it's a very common saying especially in my family so that's very interesting. I've never been able to do that at all. Well, there. I mean, I know like Savannah, uh, friend of the show, been on the podcast, my girlfriend. She's very Friend much, of the show. Yeah. Imagine I called my boyfriend a friend of the show. He's been on your show. Yeah, but I've never said Dan Lamort, friend of the show. <laughs> well, I say it into the, so people know who I'm talking about. And my girlfriend? Yeah, my girlfriend, Savannah, friend of the show. Uh, she. <laughs> I'm just going to have you razz me the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, she like doesn't throw up at all. Like she's very anti-throw. Friend of the show. Yeah, friend of the show. Um, but does she drink? Oh yeah, and she. <laughs> I said that a little aggressive. Is yes. it weird when she comes she home drink. and like she like do you? Is it weird kissing her if she smells like alcohol? Um, no, just because uh, for me that's kind of been my life. So like I quit drinking. I went to rehab originally in 2013. Okay. So it's been like a, a battle for a very long time of like not like getting sober, mm-hmm. and so like I've. And I grew up in a family where everyone kind of drank. Hmm. So I've I've never been like anti-drinking. Even yeah. in my sobriety, I'm not. Like, I mean, I know Dan jokes about it, but when he used to drink and he, I'd see him at the stand, I'd be like, let's fucking go. Let's do it. Shot. Are you doing a shot? I'll buy you a shot. Okay. Because I just, I'm, you know, I, I, drinking is always, had, had, had been for so long a part of my life. So I don't resent or regret that being a part of my life. So when she comes home, She'll have like a couple glasses of wine after work and when she comes home, I'm more – I get more upset at the fact that 
she stopped to get a couple glasses of wine and didn't text me than I am that she got had a couple glasses of wine. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The insecurity comes out and I'm like, wait, what, what are you doing? Who are you with? What's going on? Right. Versus the, I can't believe you had a drink. Like we have a full bar in our house. Okay. And that, that's fine with it's you. Just, yeah, it doesn't. Because my drinking got so out of control in the almost dying thing. Like I was like, oh, I can't. Like I just can't do this. I haven't had a drink since the day Dan and I started dating. That is something I did want to touch on. That is something that is super impressive. <laughs> I'm very proud of you and definitely proud of Dan. We're going to have him on the show. Obviously, scheduling issue last time. I'm an idiot. No, no, no. But no, yeah. <laughs> Who books a guest and then doesn't book the time slot? Not you. <laughs> this guy. Not you. Not him. So, <laughs> Jesus' point. Not him. So, um, yeah, let's talk about that. So, you, uh, your boyfriend, if you don't mind me saying, Dan Lamore, very of funny comedian, friend, friend of the show. Friend of the show. You nailed it. Nailed it. Um, yeah, he uh, quit drinking. He's got sober. Uh, and uh, you, in solidarity, have not had a drink since you two have been together. That's true. Is that something that you miss at all, or is that just something that you do? No, I never really liked drinking, so mm-hmm. it's okay for me. Um, yeah, I never. I've always talked about how I don't like to drink, and uh, yeah, I don't miss drinking. Okay, did you continue drinking? I kind of want to talk about this after you got done with high school, and you guys were drinking and like doing the house hangs and stuff like that. Did you continue drinking into college, even though you weren't a huge fan of it? Mm, I drank a little bit in college, but not not. I never went too crazy, and then. Okay. Um, I drank a little, I drank like socially and stuff, but this is definitely the longest I've gone without drinking for sure. But I've always felt weird, uh, comedy shows because people are always offering you alcohol. And I was always like, I feel like I can't say I don't drink, but I don't want to drink. I always want to say no. And sometimes I'll be like, I don't drink before I go up, but then people will offer it to you immediately after you go up and you're like, okay, I'll just hold this. Or there's like a lot of times where I'd like go to the bathroom, pour it down the toilet and then just like hold the cup or yeah. like put the cup in the bathroom. Like I have like lots of tricks and stuff for not wanting to drink around other people or not wanting to take a drink from a stranger. Well, and that's another thing too is because not only it's the 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 dislike of the drinking in the first place, but you you know, you're taking drinks from strangers. Yeah, I mean, I just don't really like the feeling of being drunk. Yeah. It's just not I think I just I do get sick very easily mm. and uh I just don't like – I like – I mean, I like smoking weed. Yeah. But – Great transition. When did you start smoking weed? Um, I think started smoking weed in high school as okay. well around the same time. Oh, did you really? Yeah. And then I stopped smoking weed for like all of college until about like two years ago. What prompted the stop in college? Um, I just got anxious. Like I think a lot of people go through that phase of just yeah. like getting very anxious when you smoke. Mm-hmm. So when you – um. When you first started smoking, was that uh, through your friends in high school or yeah. was that – Okay. So that was less about getting it at the house and more about getting it from the friends. Yeah. Did you guys – Well, so you liked smoking more than you liked drinking just in general? Yes. Yeah. I like smoking weed. I don't okay. – I just don't like – I get sick. I don't like the feeling of being drunk and I, I just don't like it. What does uh, weed do for you that's different? Because the, the reason I ask is because in college – my roommate was a big smoker, like would wake up and would smoke to start the day and all that kind of stuff. And every time I would try it, it would make me so anxious that I was like, and paranoid. I was like, I can't do this. Yeah. So what is it for weed that kind of like mellows you out? Is it just 
Just calms you down or? I've never woke up the next day from being high and like regretted something the way I regretted something the next day from being drunk. Like, that is, that's a very good point. Like, I feel like the things I regret when that I do when I'm drunk are just so unhinged. Yeah. Like, I think the last time I got pretty drunk, I was in LA with my friend, Megan, and I, I sent the texts that were so angry and so mean. And like, I just, I think that it unleashes the side of myself that I don't like. Yeah. Whereas weed, I'm just kind of like quiet. And maybe overthink things a little bit less. I mean, neither neither are really necessary in my life. I think weed kind of makes me lazier. Yeah. And sometimes that's important for me because I overthink things and I think I move too fast. Well, you do have a lot going on. So every once in a while, it would make sense that you need to like take a break and be like, no, I'm just going to chill. Yeah. But it's hard. Sometimes I do overdo weed as well. So it's about balance. Have you ever done it like to the point where you've gotten sick or anything like that with weed? No. Okay. Because I I had a guest on uh, Anya Jones who talked about over smoking. Huh. And that would actually make her sick. Okay. And she'd be at like comedy clubs or like getting ready to go do an open mic and she'd be like, oh, I'm going to throw up right now. No. See, I feel like I don't want to do – I want to be sober when I perform comedy. Absolutely. Like I think every set – like if I'm going to learn from a set, I should be sober. If I don't remember anything from a set, I should be sober. And these people are paying for comedy. They're not paying for you to be obliterated. Well, and you – I mean we've all seen it where people get on stage and it's just like, oh, I'm so wasted. And it's like, then get off the stage. Like what are we doing? Yeah. So that's good. Well, you and I share that that same sentiment. Even the reason I stopped doing comedy when I fell off the wagon was because when I first got sober, or excuse me, before I got sober, I would get on, I'd do open mics and I'd run the light and do like 12 minutes of like an Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. I'd just be like, Argh. and then they'd light me and I'd be like, put the light away. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> and then my cousin <clears throat> informed me that that was not becoming not of a comedian. Not good. I know. I, I totally understand. Yeah, you can just – life is crazy. It is. It's a isn't crazy it? time. It's a crazy time. I wanted to talk to you about uh, stealing. Oh, yeah. You sent me that. I did get caught stealing. I, I think high school was really my rebellious phase. Oh, my gosh. So this was in high school too. Yeah, everything happened. And high school was a very – my high school shaped me. Like I really feel – like a lot of people feel that way, but mm-hmm. it was really a very influential time. Like I always felt like if I went to a different high school, I would be a very different person. Yeah. A lot of people feel that way, I guess. But Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I got caught stealing in high school from Urban Outfitters. Okay, so take us through it. How old are you? What year is this? I was in 11th grade, and I had a phase with my friend who actually happened to be very rich. She lived on Wall Street, but she loved to steal. Okay. She loved it. She She liked the rush. She loved it so much she bought one of those things that takes off the- uh, The little uh, magnetic- like scanner thing it, it took off the that's what i'm saying yeah it took off the hooky thing really yeah so we would go to stores we'd steal she'd be like i'm cold i'm gonna get a sweater like that was her thing <laughs> yeah she had a tattoo in like white ink in 11th grade like she was a badass she loved e blue stars like she <laughs> <sighs> ellie golding like let's go okay so we is that what you guys used to call E blue stars? It was a type of E was blue stars. Okay. That was one of them. Anyway, we went. We had gone to Hollister, but we were in Urban Outfitters now, and we had each picked out some things. You do not strike me as a Hollister Urban Outfitter type. Well, shopper. she liked Hollister. Yeah, I liked the jeans at the time, but Urban Outfitters were there, and we each had a few things. But the the thing went off. It was the one in Soho. Okay, and uh, she 
panicked and she gave me all of the clothes. So I had seven items. So wait, did you buy anything at all or you just no, walked in? No, we just in? walked through. We just had ev- we were just holding everything and then just walked and out. Walked out. Okay. We we're and she and the thing buzzed and she just pushed all of the items into me and what? Left. And, the and woman, just ran off? Yeah, and the woman was like, not her, her. And then they just had me there. And then they're like, here, come come with us. And I was like, <sighs> so then, yeah, I got, and then. Um, did the, they call the police? I didn't get arrested or anything, okay. but I did have to pay a big fine that they, and they called my mom. Okay. And then. I was, was she mad? She was upset, the most upset. She was more upset that I didn't think what I did was wrong. Oh, really? like tell me that you know it's wrong and i was like no <laughs> you were really rebellious and then um the big thing was that like my dad was gonna have to find out because they were sending it in the mail yeah and i was so afraid my dad was gonna find out and he was gonna go crazy so i made a therapy appointment to tell my dad okay so i made like this therapy appointment to tell my dad because <laughs> my dad he had you know a little bit of a temper. Yeah. I was very afraid to tell him that I got caught stealing. And like the this paper was going to come in the mail any day and he was going to find out. He was going to open the mail. So we were like waiting for the train. He knew that we were like going to go see my therapist. And I was like, he's like. That's smart. Put someone in between the two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really good thinking on your mind. I was so freaked out. And he's like, all right, Natalie. He's nervous. He's like, Natalie, what's this all about? Like, why are we going to go see your therapist? Like, what's happening? And I was like, all right, dad, like, if you really want to know, like, I got caught stealing. And he's like, that's it? Oh. And he just started laughing. And he's like, cancel the, the appointment. Let's go home. And I was like, what the fuck? I thought that was going to go a different way. I was like, and he just started laughing. And he said, I used to steal when I was a kid. And I was like, what the fuck? And we went home. Really? Mm-hmm. God. I definitely, I saw that going definitely a different way. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it was weird. So you didn't even, it was didn't. no big deal. I don't know. I mean, he probably just didn't want to go sit there with me and yeah. my therapist. But but it's always interesting because sometimes there are certain things that you'll do and you're like, oh, this is not a big deal. And it'll set your parents off. And you're like, what? Yeah, it's so weird. And then there are other times where like it's you think it's a big thing. Like I remember when I got my first DUI because I, I had left home at seven. Like I had been on my own since 17. So when I got my first DUI, I was like, well, I'm not calling anybody. Mm-hmm. Like I don't need to call it. Like I don't have to tell anybody anything. Cause I'm, you know, I was like, I'm on my own. I don't fuck them. I'm like, uh, the, and so I didn't tell anybody. Uh-huh. And then I, I, I'll never forget it. I called my mom like way later to just be like, Hey, this is what happened. And then she told my dad and I thought it was going to be like this big deal. Yeah. Cause like they're divorced, but it's like our son got arrested. So mm-hmm. I have to tell his dad. So like, I forget how my dad found out, but like, he was like, all right, you didn't hurt anybody. Care. You didn't crash your car. And he's like, all right. I was like, yeah, it's what? so weird. Like, this is, like what? It's like they're just fucking with you. Yeah, it's because like sometimes... you're fucking with me right now because some of the shit that you've gotten mad about is so small. It's so dumb. And this is such a big deal, and you don't give two shits. Like, are you fucking with me right now, man? I, it's it's weird. I think maybe they get angry about the small stuff to prepare us for life, and then when real life stuff happens, they're kind of like, well, yeah, that's why. I think they don't actually care. I think this is just whatever mood they're in. <laughs> <laughs> that's true too. I wanted to ask you about um, your tattoos. Oh, yeah. When did you start doing that? You got some new ones, I, I got see. some new ones this weekend. Those are super cool. Yep. When you guys were at the uh Yeah, I got this one convention. too. And I got this one on my shoulder. It says bird. Oh, okay. Okay. It hurts like a bitch. Which was, uh, 
those, I was going to say which one was the most painful, but obviously it was Let's the shoulder. This here, it's very bad. Um, you guys just did a tattoo convention. How did that did. go? That was fun. Uh, tattoo convention was fun. The tattoo convention was fun. I got four tattoos. Dan got three. Yeah, I saw. Looks badass. He racked them up. Yeah, he looks good. Yeah. Um, love him with his tattoos. <laughs> I love him with and without the tattoos. Aww. Um, so when did you get your first tattoo? My first tattoo, I did it myself when I was 16 with like a needle and some ink. Okay. I really, in high school with my friend Kendra, we like did each other's initials on our ankles. Do you still have it? Mm-hmm. And then uh, when I was 18, I got like my first one at a tattoo shop. Yeah. At 18. What, what, was this just your rebellious stage in high school? Because you, you know, you've got a lot of them now. And so you keep getting them. So I like obviously them. you love yeah, them. Yeah. yeah. So what prompted you to do the first one with Kendra? Mm, I guess we realized you could if you get India yeah. ink and a needle. And then you basically, you get a needle, you tape it to a pencil, mm -hmm. and then you, it's like ridiculous. You like tie thread around it so that the ink stays in the thread. So like when you go down, like and poke it, the thread kind of, the ink like drips into the hole that you mm -hmm. just poked and it stays there. So, so yeah. you just figured out you could do it? And then we just like lit the needles with the lighter. Yeah. We were just in my room like. <laughs> How did you figure this out though? Google. Okay. I always forget <laughs> when younger people come on in the internet age. <laughs> I figured that out uh, through being incarcerated. Nice. Because they would give each other tattoos. Did you get any? No, not well. I have three, but not while I was incarcerated. Well, so one of my one of the most amazing tattoo styles is created in prison from uh, like a cassette player motor. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Some beautiful pieces made. Yeah, they um, what they would do is uh, at least the people I was in the dorm with is they would get. So you take a pen mm -hmm. and then you get all the ink out of the pen and then you take something small and you just sharpen it. Yeah. Almost down obviously to like a needle. And then what they would do is they would dip the, the needle in the ink and then like push it into your skin and then dip it in the ink and then push it into your skin. Damn. And then, so everyone got the three loyalty. What is it? Loyalty on Do you get respect. that? No, everyone got it. And I was like, Why don't you get it? I, I pussed out. Why? Because you think you're going to get an STD or something? No, honestly, I had no qualms about any of that. My biggest thing was like, I work in the service industry, and if I have three dots on my hand, that might be weird. How long were you incarcerated? Uh, I'd been arrested eight times. The longest stint that I did at any one moment was three months, but a total. And you of like spent a three year. months and didn't get a tattoo. I should have. What'd was... you do all the time? Just thinking, oh man, I want to get that tattoo. I'd be I... in there just being like, when is my appointment? I literally like <laughs> the night they were doing it. It was this guy named Cuba, and everyone called him Cuba because he was from Cuba, and he talked like like uh, Al Pacino and Scarface. We all uh -huh. thought he was doing a bit because he's like, hi, my, my name is Cuba, and we're like, you don't really talk like that. He goes, yeah, man, everyone Cuba talks yeah. like this. So he was doing it. He was doing it for everybody. Everyone was getting it. The three dots. The fucking, that means you're hard, yeah. man. And I was even thinking like, I could get it on my they ankle. they needles or no? No. And I was like, I could get it on my ankle or I could get it. But I was like, no, you got to do it on your, your hand. That's where you, you do it. You weren't worried about STDs. You were literally just worried about your job. Yeah. Well, I was like, well, when I get out of jail, like I have to go back to work and like, it'll be weird with a tattoo where everyone can see it. And then they're going to ask me what it is and where I got it. Mm. And now in hindsight, 10 years later, be cool. that would have been the fucking coolest story if people asked me where I got it. It would be. It's when I was incarcerated. It would be. <gasps> He's a badass. Did you get into fights? In jail? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you you have to. You have to? Yeah. Was it bad? Was it? Yeah. So um, 
when I first got arrested, the first time I went to jail, it was fine. Like there was no, cause I literally got ROR released on your own recognizance. So you get arrested and then they're like, all right, this guy's not going to run. Like we'll just release him and he'll come back for court. And so that's the first couple of times I got arrested. That's what happened. But when I got arrested, arrested and I was like, oh, it's like the whole bit I have about like the judge said nine months. And I was like, oh no. Like when that happened. I was like, oh, fuck. It's very Shawshank Redemption where Morgan Freeman's like, when those doors slam beh- shut behind you, your whole life's at-. Like, that's exactly how it felt. Uh-huh. And so the first time I got into jail, I was safe a little bit because of my stature because I'm a big dude. And so, like, a lot of people didn't mess with me. But you have to establish that you're not going to take shit. So the first time that I was in for a long period of time, someone tried to take my commissary. It was the first time I got commissary, which is like you get an account and then you can pay for stuff outside of the usual three meals. So like chips or drinks or whatever. And someone came in and they go, hey, let me hold that. And I was like, no, man, this is mine. Then they tried to take it. And then immediately it's like, all right, here we go. And so that one wasn't too bad. Just slammed against the locker. But the worst one was when I got – Finally sentenced and everything to the time, the long time that I did. And I went to the trustee dorm. And as soon as you walk in, they go, TV room, TV room. And I was like, what does that mean? And you just immediately go in the TV room. And then one someone is like, I'm going to fuck him up. And then you just start fighting. <laughs> I'm Because the way – like I've never been like a stand-up fighter. I've always been like – because I play football my whole life. So I can tackle people. So I've always been like get people to the ground kind of thing. So I just tackled the guy and then he rolled on top of me and then just started wailing on me. And it only lasts like 20, 30 seconds and then they get up and then you're good. Like everyone knows like he's going to fight back. The people who don't fight back are the people who are fucked. And what do they do to them? They steal all their shit. Like nothing is yours anymore. Like really? it's, it's theirs. Yeah. Like so it can be it can be kind of intense. But my biggest regret is not getting that tattoo. Wow. Because I would have. So when you just got your first one at the tattoo shop at 18, were you just like, I'm going to keep rolling? Um, I got uh, I got a stick and poke in college from a girl. Okay. I got a few other small ones. They still got like – and then uh, – So was this accumulated over the course of like the last, you know, however many years or did you go on a spree where you were just like, let's go? I think I started getting bigger pieces around when I was 22 okay. and now I'm about to be 28. So the last six years, you've been kind of yeah. I like these; these oh, are cool. You. Yeah. Do they mean anything, or? Of course not. Okay. <laughs> I like the smiley face. I know. I don't even think he's. Yeah, he's a he's a nice little guy. I want to get more tattoos now that you and Dan what? are doing this. Yeah, I'm down. What do you have? What are your three tattoos? My tattoos are not cool. Like tell yours. me, mine are all scripture. Scripture. Yeah. From the Bible. Yeah. Are you a religious man? Um, I used to be. I am probably out of the comedy circle. I'm probably lean more. You're a religious the, man. Why yeah. you should talk about being religious in your set? I should. There are no religious comics out there. Well, it's not like a. It's not like a like a church clean level kind of reli- like well, you know when you get sober you need to have a higher power and everything like sure. that. And I I had been through you know the near death experiences in life where I was like well. As pretentious as the sounds, I was like, all right, well, obviously I'm doing everything I can to kill myself and something's keeping me alive. So that's kind of where I, you know. Could it be just the randomness of the universe? No. It could. No, it totally could be. It totally could no, be. No, no, no. It's God. But that wouldn't keep me sober. So that's true. That's true. You got to dump it into something. You got to believe something. Yeah. What is it? Uh, it doesn't matter what you believe in. Just believe in it. Yeah, I agree. And so I have, I almost died in a car. Well, didn't know. That's dramatic. I got into a car accident when I was 18. 
my car spun around a bunch and I had hanging from my rear view mirror, like a little cross that I think one of my buddies had given me or my pastor had given me. And I remember as the car was spinning on the highway and it was a convertible. So if it flipped, I'm dead. And as it's spinning, I remember staring at the cross because that was like something that wasn't moving. So I was staring at that while I was trying to adjust. Because what happens is when people spin, they overcorrect because they're looking at the world flying around them. So you need to focus on a single thing so you don't overcorrect. And I remember when I got out of – I couldn't open my door. I was so close to the guardrail. I had to climb out. And this was on the interstate where I was going like 60 miles an hour. And I remember thinking, oh, this would have just gone into the guardrail. I'm gone. And so the first tattoo I got was that cross on my arm. Oh. And it says, thank you. Would you get Savannah's name? So this is a hot button issue in our house. Really? She wants it? Yeah. She wants you to get her name? Yeah. Not in like a, like she, we've, it's come up before. It has, she, it has? Yeah. We talk about everything. Does she have your name? No. She has no tattoo. Oh, she has one tattoo here. What does it say? Hot mess. Are you going to propose? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my God. What's your plan? She doesn't listen to this, does she? No. So no. how are you going to propose to her? I'm not sure. I don't have a, a sought out plan yet. You should propose like with a Should tattoo. I get the name? I was going to say. Will I? you marry me? Well, that's. And then do yes, no, and she can circle. <laughs> like the notes we used to do in high school. Did you guys ever do that in your high school? Yeah, but not with marriage. No, but with like, do you want to go on a date? Yeah, but knowing someone to me. Do you want to hear something excruciating that I did? Yeah. Um, we've kind of gotten off track for the drinking stories, but that's fine. Uh, I was in high school and my twin sister had this friend of hers. Uh, all her friends were very attractive, but she had this one in particular. Really? Your sister's hot with hot friends? My sister has hot friends. Your sister's hot. <laughs> my sister has hot You don't have hot friends unless you're hot. Or you, if, you have, if you're a woman with hot friends, you're either hot or something is wrong with you. <laughs> No, yeah, it's my sister's attractive. It okay, sounds so continue. weird saying hot that. Sister, but, uh, your sister's hot friends continue. Um, I remember, no, this was middle school. And I remember I was at Ross or something and they had like one of those like little like costume jewelry, but it had like all these different colors in it, like different like sapphires and rubies and stuff. And I was like, oh, you know what I'm going to do? And it was like 30 bucks. It was obviously all fake. I was like, I'm going to buy that and give it to her friend because I don't know what her favorite color is. And mm. then I'll put like, do you want to go on a date? Cute. Yes or no. Cute. That's, ew, it was bad. And what happened? She said no. Uh, I never did it. Okay. I mean, it could be worse. It could be worse. But I'm the same kind of person where I've wanted kids since I was 12. So when I used to drink, Aww. I used to tell girls. He's a romantic. At bars, I used to say, you just need to be a vessel. That's oh, not that's not romantic at no, all. That's terrible. Oh, so you're not a romantic at no, all. I am. I am very much so. Why would you say that to a woman? Because I was drunk and stupid and that's not romantic at too all. Too drunk. It was, that's not romantic. It was but it's bad. Ugh. But I am a hopeless romantic now. I talk about it all the time. That uh, whole idea of love, like that Disney version of love, I want that. Like I was just telling Suki out there. Um, there's this new Toyota commercial where the girl's driving and she's listening to like a phone call. And I sobbed during the commercial. Like it's like that's You're going I, through menopause. No, I just love that idea of love, like the whenever I see you and Dan together and you guys are always hugging and kissing, I'm like, oh, that's it like, is cute. I want that. Yeah. Like at the end of a night's tale where he's writing the letter, yeah. love to the end with hope. I I want that. Yeah. Savannah's very independent. She's very she's not big on PDA and stuff like that. You can PD at home. PD at home. She does say that all the time whenever I flirt with her at the house. She goes, I already live with you. Like, you won. Like, you don't have to do this, which is fantastic. I really do appreciate you coming on. This of was course. so much Thanks fun. Thanks for having me. So are you going to keep the streak going with the not drinking? Yes. Yeah. 
Perfect. Beautiful. And now you've got the built-in, the best excuse in the world. Oh, I just say I don't drink. You know what? Oh, I was going to say you could just be like, eh, my boyfriend's sober. I don't. Well, I like to take responsibility for my decisions. That's true. That's good. Good on you. Yeah. Yeah. People feel so bad when they offer you alcohol. I don't know why. Why do people feel so bad when they offer you alcohol and you say, like, so someone offered me alcohol at a show. It's just rejection. People don't like it. And I said, I'm so sorry. I don't drink. I said, I don't drink. And they go, I'm so sorry. They messaged me afterwards saying, I'm so sorry if I offended you offering you alcohol. Oh, so that's, oh, you mean from that aspect. So when you say I don't drink, it normally implies sobriety. And sobriety normally implies like something that I had a problem, horrible of course, yeah. happened before. So that happens to me a lot. And actually, when people do that, I kind of chuckle. Like the, because what I'll do is I say, no, I'm sober. Or I'll make a joke about it. Like at work, a lot of times people, if they get these really nice bottles of wine, will offer it to their server, especially if you help them pick it out. And I always go, oh, no, I can't. They go, no, we insist. I go, ah, my sponsor would get kind of mad. And like I make a joke about it. Yeah. But some people do get genuinely like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like I don't know if it's they think like your life, like in my case, my life is in the balance. Because it is if I start drinking. But no one person is that important to where I'm going to be like, okay. Yeah. Like I'm so sorry I tempted you that much. Yeah. That's so – So hard for you. This must be so difficult. It's like, no, I'm all right. Yeah. Yeah. People do – I've had people before, though, not give a shit that I'm sober. I don't like that. I've seen I've seen people act like that towards other people, and I, I've judged them for eternity. Yeah, I can't stand when people do that because, like, my sobriety is well-earned. And so when people go – like, I've had guests – not even get Like, when I'm out, other comics sometimes will offer it, and they'll be like, oh, I don't trust people who don't drink. And I go, well, okay, then I guess we can't be friends. Like, I don't yeah, know what you want me to bizarre. say. But I've had guests – when I used to bartend at the Palm in Tribeca, I had guests – a regular, she would come in, and she would she was – I think she was trying to sleep with me because she would always offer me drinks and be like, oh, I live right upstairs. You know, when you, when do you get off? I don't think I know she was yeah, trying. Yeah, it was yeah. very obvious. Um, but I would always go, no, I don't drink. And then sometimes you have to put your foot down and be like, no, I'm sober. Like right. I do not drink. And she still was like, well, what's one drink? And I'm like, I don't know how else to say this to you. Like it's crazy. But people are, some people can just be dicks. I did see people getting very angry at a – someone posted like, look at this dive sober bar. Everyone, did you see this on Instagram? Everyone's I like, saw – someone sent me the dive bar. Yeah, and bar, everyone's yeah. like, that's not a dive bar. Oh, wow. We're charging this much for juice. I was like, wow. Yeah, people get they upset. And then on the flip side, I've seen it from the the lens of uh, sober, the sober community. People will get upset to be like – the whole point of getting sober and doing the program and working the steps is so you don't want or need to go to a place yeah. to like sit around and drink. Cause I used to, when I first got sober, I used to get Coca-Cola diet Coke and a little rocks glass, like the little glass because it looked like I was drinking a cocktail. Right. And I remember some of my friends that had been sober longer than me were like, you're not going to, if you're doing that, you're, you have no intention of staying ah, sober. Interesting. That's a good point. Cause the whole point is to be a, to be beyond it, to be yeah. through it is not to try and fake like you're still drinking. I like that. Yeah, so now I'm real big on all that stuff. Like when people tell me like, oh, I'm just going to go to a bar to play pool with my friends. I go, no, that's not. It'd be one thing if you were like a pool junkie. But yeah. if you were, you'd have a pool table at your house. Right. Like obviously you don't care that much about pool. I hate going out, so it's nice. Do you not? You guys don't go out? You guys aren't big party well, animals? We go out, but we go out in like different ways. Like yeah. we like exploring. You pumpkin patching? 
Well, we go to make museums, we go explore, we go to different restaurants, yeah. just fun stuff like that. Yeah, I'm not a big like go out and party guy. Even I when like I was drinking, party, yeah. I was not big on I would go home and drink by myself because it's like I can't get into any arguments or fights. I can't get rejected. Like I'm just going to sit here and drink. I feel like my job is social enough that I don't really like to socialize outside Absolutely. of it. Well, and you have so much not only with the comedy but with the Twitch and everything like that. Yeah. You're And I tell people that when I'm at the gym because people will try and start small talk and I'll take my head because I've got noise-canceling headphones, mm-hmm. like those – High intensity Raycon ones. Yeah. So I like I literally cannot hear You're anything. Like, what? Yeah. So I have to pull it out. And they go, Oh, sorry, you know, I was just asking this. And in my head, I want to be like, dude, between comedy and serving, I have to put on this happy face all the fucking time. Yeah. I just want to come here totally. and crush iron. Leave me the fuck alone. But I don't say that. Obviously, yeah. I go, oh my God, yeah, totally. <laughs> but I'm sure, I mean, you have to interact with so many people a on lot. a daily basis that I'm sure when you and Dan want to just chill, you're like, let's not exactly. go anywhere. Feels so good. Yeah? Yeah. Plug everything one more time. Let everyone know. Twitch. Uh, follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Natalie Cuomo, at Natalie Cuomo underscore on Instagram, at Natalie Cuomo and everything else. How and is the Twitch going? Twitch is great. Yeah. Just got a couple new sponsorships and you can listen to my podcast, Help with Natalie Cuomo. I'm going to have Brennan on soon. Are we? Yeah. That was cool. Um, <laughs> I did want to ask before, we're going to cut in like two minutes, but I did want to ask you, with the Twitch thing, how did that, I'm so fascinated by this because I told you I have friends that are like, oh, we're going to start doing our podcast live on Twitch and nobody watches, but you have a substantial following. How did that even happen? Um, I just, uh, I just started doing it, I guess. Like it starts out small and you just have to keep doing it and doing it. It's funny, I was looking at it and the first month I streamed 80 hours. Okay. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. So did you, how did you even find out about it? Because um, I didn't hear about it until the, I, these people, and then they were like, "Oh yeah, we do it on Twitch." Did you like a friend, or were you just like, "Yeah, on there's some media? other comics that do it," okay. and yeah, I don't know. I just started playing video games, and you just keep doing it, and yeah. your audience grows. I mean, it just takes time. And I just think it's so process. cool because when you first told me about it, you're like, "No, I play video games on Twitch." Because to be honest, you know, with the tattoos and you know the the Harleys and stuff, I was like, I did not think you were a gamer at all. And you're like, no, I really like it. How about you don't judge a book by its cover, you piece of shit. <laughs> I like video games. Yeah, I'm like I am a little antisocial on the inside. I love it, love it. Well, thank you everybody so much for listening at Brennan T Comedy on all social media, BrennanTComedy.com. One man show coming in January. It's gonna be big. Can't wait. I'm gonna do it, and then I'll be able to move on from all this shit. Hell and yeah. then I can just start focusing on being silly. Silly guy. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. We'll talk to you all next week. <laughs> <laughs>